Oi oi and welcome to part two of our exclusive Orient Outlook interview with Russell Slade. Russ is still here. Thanks for being here, Russ. Pleasure, pleasure. So in part one we covered off Russ's first couple of years with the club up to the playoff final defeat against <coughs> Rotherham. And now we obviously um, go into the 2014-15 season. It was a massive season to change. Orient, obviously Barry Hearn um, selling up to uh, Francesco Bichetti. Did you have any idea that Barry was looking to sell or he did actually sell the club? Um, it, 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 kept me in, it, it kept me informed. We had, we had a good chat in Vegas. That was probably the first time I was aware of any possibility. But Barry was always very honest. He said, look, if, if then um, it will keep me informed, which, which he duly did. So what were your first impressions of, of the new owner, Mr. Pachetti? Well, obviously, I'd worked with somebody that I wholeheartedly respected um, in Barry and, and, and Matt Porter. Um, so, so it was always going to be. It was, it was never going to be. It was never going to be an easy shift. Um, certainly for me, on a personal level, um, I just felt comfortable with with Barry and Matt. Uh, I knew that um, the support was there, and I think as a manager, you. you it, it, it's it's a wonderful feeling to know that your chairman and and your chief exec and everybody be behind the scenes is backing the manager. And when obviously there's a change of ownership, um, you don't know that. There's always a fear that they want to do things um, in a different manner, in a different way to achieve uh, their own success and make their own mark in in the game. So. It's uh, it, it's never, I don't think, an easy situation for for anybody, for the new owner, and and and, and obviously for the existing manager and staff and players. Absolutely. So obviously, uh, Mr. Bichetti brings in Alessandro as his new CEO, and he also brings in Mauro as a sporting director. Had you worked under a sporting director before? And if you did, how did you find that? No, no, I I haven't. Um, even though. Brighton have got one now, and I believe Sheffield United have got one. Um, never really worked with a, uh, a sporting director. So, as I say, you know, he's the new owner. It's his choice how he wants to um, how he wants to redefine his football club or the structure, shall we say, of, of, of the football club. And um, all I would say was, is obviously they haven't been in football before, so that their knowledge. Of, of a football club, never mind a, a football club that was outside of Italy, um, was was going to be was going to be new to them. And and I, look, 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 all I all I will say on the situation is, is is look when I go into a football club, I'll have a look at it, I'll embrace it, I'll respect its history, um, and then I'll adapt if I have to adapt because sometimes you have to adapt to the club because all clubs have their quirks. I'll adapt, and then I'll look. I'll look at the best possible way. I think I can move that football club forward, and then I'll get a strategy and a philosophy that I've always had, and then I'll move forward and, and, and push on with it. And that's how. And that's how I see it, really. And um, I think that's how everybody should see it. Absolutely. So there was obviously change off the pitch, but also change on the pitch. So obviously Mo was sold to Brentford. Was that? Bittersweet, I guess. You know, obviously you didn't want to lose him, but then obviously he was moving up a league, and we got decent money. I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah, and the salon, and the salon for Mo, which is obviously was always going to be good news. Um, no, it, it was, it, 
the, the, the timing um, for Mo, Mo wanted to go. I think that's important that he was ready to go. He was ready to step up. Um, clearly, it would have helped if we'd have got promoted. We, 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 we may have, may or may not have hung on to Mo, but um, Mo was ambitious at that time, and rightly so. Wanted to move forward, uh, and so it was important then to, to secure the best deal for the football club. And then I guess the only other loss that season was Jamie Jones in goal, but obviously we offered him a new contract. Were you disappointed when he left? Yeah, I mean, Jamie had been a good servant for the football club, but um, I, th- I think geographically, you know, that was, a, that, that, was a, that was a really appealing move for him to go to, to mm. Preston, um, you know, f- family and friends, and I think he probably felt the timing was right for him. And I think that sometimes is, is the case, isn't it, for a, for a footballer? There is a time, there is a longevity um, and, and Jamie had certainly done his stint um, and, and a good stint for late night. So there was the um, obviously with them two leaving we obviously made some massive signings I think obviously the, the new owner was quite keen to make a, a very good first impression and, and there was this uh, from what I'll always remember is this this list of players that he took 60 seconds to to approve or to look at and said, yeah, fine, just just go ahead. And Henderson, Mackinough, Lowry, um, and and Legstins were in in the top there. Were they all? Were they all your uh, your signings? Were they all people that you wanted? Um, they were all on your shopping list. Yeah, the, 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 there were others too on that uh, shopping list as well, of which Sam Klukas Klukas was one of them. Yeah, um, he's done very well. There was a reluctant to reluctant. To do somebody from from um, a lower league, I think he was at Mansfield at the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we were asked to look at um, the league uh, above and, and to see what signings that, that, that would really um, help us progress. So I was involved in that. I was involved in that selection process. Yeah, for sure. Um, the financial side wasn't down to me because, of course, we had a we had a sporting director then. Absolutely. Absolutely. So after the playoff defeat and after coming back for pre-season, was it hard to motivate the players to get back into it or was it hard to motivate yourself? No, no, no. It, 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 that, 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 that wasn't uh, a massive issue. Look, look so sometimes you can, you, you can have that. I accept that there can be an hangover from, from, from a playoff scenario from the season before. Um, I just, I, I just think again with, with new signings um, and, and signings that were on, um, on, on, on some of them on significantly more money than the group that were already there um, was going to take its time. But, but you know that, 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 that that's football. That doesn't make that doesn't make it right or wrong. That, that's that's just football. I mean, I'm at the football club now where the difference between the uh, highest paid and the lowest paid player in, 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 in my group is, is very, very significant. Um, so, so, I mean, that, that can happen, but um, it, just, it just needed a, a period of time um, to adjust, I think. And I think when those players come in, it was important that, you know, um, they hit the ground running. Now, one or two of those... Um, Jay Simpson had been playing abroad, so he probably wasn't up to speed fitness-wise. Um, or Henderson as well needed work, so he wasn't quite where we needed him to be fitness-wise. 
when you miss that pre-season or you've only had part of that pre-season, then that can, that can be a problem going forward. Yeah. Um, you have to be a bit more patient. So it was going to. It was. A, it was. A, it was a sticky start, but it wasn't. It wasn't. I didn't see it as a disastrous start. I, I just thought that was part of the process really in, in many ways I think I've won two drawn four lost two I think that, that statistically that's what it was now that, 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 that ain't fantastic for a start but, but it, it isn't a disaster either um, so I just think there was there was a process to go through there do, 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 look hand on heart do I, th- do, do I think we'd have finished in the top six um, for that particular season Pro- probably not probably not do, 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 do I think do I think we'd have finished in the bottom six not a chance yeah it says it all not a chance it says it all had a good one away to Villa in the, cup, in the league cup as well quite early on in the season with Vincelo getting a good good late header so we we did we done another cup, cup upset yeah I, I just thought we were just starting to make a little bit of progress actually as you say the result at Villa uh, and then we got uh, we got a draw where we felt we were a bit unlucky at Notts County. Then we got the win at um, against Scunthorpe, didn't we? Yeah, 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 yeah. We did. But just just prior to that, uh, we had Colchester at home, uh, which was a two 0 loss. Now we were fortunate, Steve and I, to be accompanying Dave Victor on yeah. on Orient player uh, for that game. And as part of that experience, we. We were there. Uh, I was literally standing right next to you. Actually, I was just over your shoulder. He's um, handsome one with the beard. And uh, yeah, you'll remember me. And um, we were we were there, sort of listening to post match. It was a great experience for us to be uh, in a yeah, post match press conference that we'd never been. But um, it was that at that point when you actually came out and said that um, you'd been given an ultimatum by Mauro, and we just really wanted to um, sort of cover that a little bit we obviously understand that, that you have limitations in what you can and can't say but um, what 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 can you tell us sort of from what you can yeah, well, well, you know? it, it, people know that there was an ultimatum and that, that was made to that was made to the players and, and the staff everybody was well aware of that okay um, Mr Bichetti came out later on to, to clarify what he'd said that it was for motivation and, and rather than it being a threat is, is this possibly just a, an example of, of miscommunication on, on the chairman's part? Highly unlikely Highly <laughs> unlikely, okay So like you said we drew away to Notts County beat Scunthorpe and then had a home defeat in the League Cup um, and then you left the club uh, on the 25th of September if, if I think that's right Um so did so yeah. did you did you leave or was it did you how did you leave I guess that's what I'm trying to ask. Well, it's, it's straightforward really. I, I, I resigned, and of course they didn't accept that resignation, so that's why there was a little bit of a, um, a period before um, I was able to take over. Things had to be satisfied legally before I could take over at Cardiff. Absolutely. Okay, so. Um... After um, our recent loss uh, last week against Hartlepool, you you may have come across this in 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 the papers about the players being locked in in the local Marriott hotel. Um, that Ian sort of I think spun into it being sort of a, a bonding camp. Um, do you have these sorts of bonding camps with with your players? Is it is that something that you've you've been a fan of of doing either in any of your previous clubs or current club? No, no, it, it, look, look it's, it, it's not my way 
obviously. Um, I think I think it's happened. Uh, it's probably happened in Italy before. Um, and he's the owner of the football club. If, he, if it's his choice to decide how to motivate his um, motivate his, his team or his staff or whatever he, he wants to do. But the, obviously, different methods of motivation that just wouldn't um, be on my list. Cool. Um, and also, um, it's it's quite well known that that when players do join a team. Um, you you know generally people do some sort of an, uh, an initiation song. Uh, from what we understand, you you were a big fan of these, and, and you made your players stand up and, and do that. But what we would like to know is, did you do one? And if so, what did you do? <laughs> do, do you know what? I don't I don't I don't think I don't think I did mine in front of the players. No oh, double standards. I, I think I had a few. I think I had a few of them in front of the staff all time to time. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'd have probably done Slade, wouldn't I? Yeah. Merry Christmas, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So we've got a few messages from your ex-colleagues um, at the club. So first we've got a message from Super Kevin Lisby uh, who says, Ask Russ, does he ever wash his hat? Has he ever washed his hat? Do you ever wash your hats, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did. The only problem is with washing those hats, they normally shrink. <laughs> he also goes on to say, tell him I said hello. And uh, a lot of time for a lot of time for Kev. Kev, I thought he was he was terrific for us. Great knowledge, great knowledge of the game, and, and and fantastic, fantastic with the younger players in the football club as well. Yeah, well, we've we've interviewed a couple of ex players, and both Mo and Dean Cox have said what an influence Lisby was, and Cox was very complimentary about Kevin Lisby, very um, as he was yeah. himself actually, which leads nicely onto a message from Dean Cox, who says. Tell Russ I miss him and I appreciate everything he did for me. Which is a nice message there. Yeah, that's that, that's nice. Listen, the, the, the same message back to Coxie because um, what he did for me. I mean, he's. I mean, he was top of the assist most seasons. Yeah. Whilst I was there, um, probably the, the top goal scorer. Almost double figures every single season, wasn't he for me? I mean. Um, He'd done terrifically well. Got a, got a lot of time for him. Cool. You know, he, 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 by his own admission, he's a he's a quirky character. But you know, it's it, it's it's all about talking to players, managing players, and had a great relationship with him. Yeah. From Romain Vincelo, he says, "Tell Russ that I've heard he's a top man to go with for a drink." I've never experienced it yet, so as we don't have the manager-player relation now, I hope one day, me and my friend Johnny Davis, we have the opportunity to sit down with the gaffer in a nice pub and have a great night. Oh, that's, that sounds great. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll have some of his French wine. We'll have a glass of French wine. <laughs> we'll leave you to arrange that. And chew the fat, and chew the fat. That will be great, yeah. I've been on about... I spoke to Johnny Davis, actually. I tried to keep in touch with him. Few of um, people that we obviously we work with and we're surrounded by, and I think it'd be a great idea. We need a little bit of a reunion, to be honest. Yeah, well, actually, it's funny you should say that because we've got a message from Johnny Davis. This is a bit like this is your life. Uh, <laughs> we've got a message from Johnny Davis who said, uh, Gaffer, if you ever need a new bunker or some posters done, give me a shout. I'll do your mate's rate. We'll have to sort out a reunion with all the staff soon. Lots of love, Topper. Topper, yeah. <laughs> When he, when he, his nickname's Topper because when he first came in he had a story 
that would top your story, or he thought would top your story, so we nicknamed him <laughs> Topper. He's absolutely brilliant, Topper was. Uh, great, great fun. Very, very good, very good at his job as well. But um, as you know, I used to like the, the posters, the motivational posters as well, and I said, Johnny, this is the next one we've got to knock out, so we'd knock them out and they'd be up in the changing room all sorted for me. Or if we're on a travel, he'd give them to Ada, the kit man, and uh, Ada would take them take him to the away game with us so yeah no no Johnny was very good and nothing was too much trouble for Johnny he was a good man cool Absolutely. and from some bloke called Barry Hearn he says does he miss us does he miss us yeah massive, massive, massively there was a good look it was a it was a very interesting period for me because as you know I moved down there and I lived in that um, <coughs> apartment of uh, by the side of the ground of, of, of Barry's and, and my family still remained in the north so you know, um, Lisa and, and the children would come down for virtually every single home game for the weekend. And, and then if we were in the north, I, w- I would drop home on the Saturday night and then come back down on the Sunday ready to start work again. Um, so so from, a, from that point of view, it, 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 it was kind of tough. But I have to tell the people of Lake Norian, um, it was worth it. It was worth every. Uh, it was worth the sacrifice. You make sacrifices as a manager. Um, you make sacrifices as a man, and um, it was worth it for the people that was working with Barry and, and, and Matt and, and Steve. For the staff, Nuge, the two kept Nugent was fantastic. Great, great support. Really good coach, Kevin did, and you know would supply the food. Um, <laughs> 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 Dino, was, Dino was fantastic. Dino was fantastic. Sorry, supply um, or eat? It's just a both. Oh. Um, no, we had a Thursday club that Dino would stay over at mine uh, on, on a Thursday night, and I, I would cook, and he, he would bring he would bring the dessert round and a bottle of wine for us to uh, to have on a Thursday night, and, and, and maybe the, the, the fitness coach Lee would be there or. or um, the uh, youth team fitness coach uh, Joe Sharp would be there, or you know, we, we'd sit and we'd have something to eat together as a staff. So it was it was a real family place, and and, um, and from my point of view, um, you know, you, you you have to make it work, and I, I made it work for me from, from a personal, private point of view, and hopefully people will see that I did everything to make it work for the football club. Of course, the only thing I didn't quite achieve, and that's what I set out to achieve for Barry. I, I set out to achieve and to be his longest serving manager and, and, and to get him to the, to the championship. Um, never talked money with Barry. Never really talked money. Uh, it was never an issue sorting out any sort of contract. He'd give me what he could afford. I would just get on with it. Um, and, and that's the way it was. And it was a, it's a lovely chapter in my life. Um, one that I will never forget. One that I'll always be fond of. And of course, there's a lot of friends and, and people that one day when, when I go back either to watch a game or visit um, in a tiny part of East London, I, I'm sure we'll, we'll share um, some moments together, if not a drink. Wicked. Dave Victor says simply, please pass on my best. It's not the same without him. So, um, Dave Victor uh, of BBC London. Um, and some it's a great reporter, Dave. Very good, Dave. Yeah, a good, good relationship with Dave. He asks questions uh, without actually asking a question. Yes, he does. He does. Um, but but he, and, and he understands the football club. He, underst- he, he, under, he, he understood it. He knew where it was coming. He knew where it was at. 
Um, and he knew he knew when it was doing well and when it wasn't doing well. Yeah. Interesting. Um, some more messages from, from some people that we had come in via Twitter. At Morris Kitkat one says, Great memories, thanks to the Slade. Kevin Cowlin says, Thanks for all you did, Russ. In my humble opinion, the best man manager the club has ever had was sad when you left and still sad you're no longer here. Good luck. And at Lyndon Orient says, I would like to say sorry to Russ. I remember Scunthorpe was his last game. I was there early to see the team bus and I got starstruck, patted him on the back and said, all the best, lady. Thank you for the memories. I will treasure them. So uh, we had lots no, of... No, that's wonderful. We had no, that's absolutely lots. wonderful, yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, so we now um, move on to a lot of the questions that we had come in through social media and, and also by by email. Um, we, we've covered, obviously, some of them... Um, already so uh, we'll, we'll try not to, to recover them um, but we had a, an email in from, from Warren um, who, asked, who asked quite a few questions uh, actually about three questions but one of them that we haven't already um, asked is why do you think we had such, such bad luck with goalkeeper injuries in your time at the club can you put your finger on why that might be no, no, no I, don't, I, don't, I don't think any, any particular reason Jamie was plagued by that shoulder um, that in the end required um, surgery um, which was which was so which was unfortunate as you say that I'm, I'm concentrating on that particular season as well then he, obviously he got injured and then we, we signed the goalkeeper from Hull City Jakubovic and he, he did great. He, he did great for us, and then of course, then of course, their keeper, their keeper got sent off, didn't he? And and was recalled. Yes, he got sent off in a Premier League game. He did, yeah. McGregor got, and 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 we uh, and we lost him. So we, we lost a little bit of continuity with the keeper. We we, we did our best, and um, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, um, you know, prob- probably lost the um, odd point or two from. Not, not not being able to field a goalkeeper. It's a specialised position, and you want your goalkeeper in good form, playing week in and week out. Absolutely. At uh, Chris Kane underscore nineteen ninety two asks, how does managing a football team compare to a class of kids? Do you have similar egos and traits? Where, where at um, Cardiff? No, just a football team. How does how does managing a football team compare to a class of kids? <laughs> You're talking 25 years ago, man. Um, <laughs> if it was a class of kids, if it was a class of kids, it was a, it was a lot easier because you've got them in a confined space, haven't you? Yeah. When you've got footballers all over all over the pitch, then it's a, it's a bit more difficult to handle. But no, no, listen, it, 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 it's great fun being out on the training ground. It's great fun um, talk, talking to the players, getting getting to know your group and and having a relationship with them, which is really important to to build up that trust and understanding um, on and off the pitch about your players, because you spend so much time together. It's, it's, so it's important to get to know them. It's important to get to know them. Um, and, uh, you know, I just have an open door. I have an open door with my players. I think that's, that, that's important. I'm not a manager that will... You know, if they're injured, walk past them. I will still ask how they're getting on, talk to them. That's all part of your management um, of your whole group. And 
and I would hope even those players that maybe didn't play as much as maybe they felt they should have played or, or, or should have played will still respect the fact that you know I would speak to them, talk to them and I hope they still believe they were part of it because that's important because they are part of it. It's not just the 11. It's the, we used to talk about the group and it is the group. It's the group of 20. It's a group of 18 um, that, 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 that's, that's your concern, not just the 11 and that's very, very important. Sure, and, and at Boats he asks a question that probably links into this uh, reasonably well actually. He asks, what characteristics do you look for in a player and his thoughts on why it's important? Okay, you look, to, you look to see what they've got. What, what, what's the thing they've got? Have they, have they, got, have they got blistering pace? Um, can, they, can, they, can, can they head the ball like a salmon in midfield like Vince a lot? Can they tackle? Are they a good passer like Lloyd James? Are they a natural finisher like like Kevin Lisby? Have they got the intelligence of David Mooney? They've got to have something in the first instance, okay? And and and, and then and and then, and then that that character is 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 important as well. And um, you know you, you look for that. You look you look for that as well. Particularly, I think in your in, in your defenders as well. The right types. Clarky was a fantastic leader for the club and a, and a great type, great character. Um, and I think when you've got those in your changing rooms, I'd always speak, if, if there was anything happening, if we were bringing in a loan here or, 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 or we were going to do something, I'd go and get, I'd go and get Kevin, Kevin Lisby, I'd go and get uh, Nathan Clark, and I'd go and get somebody, Scott Cuthbert, and say, this is what's happening. They would relay that message to the changing room. So there was no oh, was surprise, what's he doing here or whatever. Yeah, Gaffer said that there's somebody coming in today or we're doing this uh, next week, so be aware of that. Um, we, won't, we won't be in this day but we are off that day they're passing over your messages all the time so, so they were kind of like the three lieutenants as well and I think it's important uh, that relationship and, and, and that you know your dressing room is a strong one and a good one Absolutely. because when the shit hits the fan sometimes in a football match um, and things aren't going well and they're not going to go well every week that's 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 the test of your that's the test of your um, group then. Yeah. And if your group's strong, if your group's strong and and um, you've got you've got your leaders and leaders come in different ways, different forms, um, then you've got a chance. You've got a chance of turning turning the match round if you if if you lose the game or if it's a tight game and it's nil nil. We got our next question. That was a great answer, by the way. Our next question. We got asked quite quite a bit actually. Uh, a few people weren't asked it. Elliot and Burn, Stephen Orient, Darren underscore Burrows, and Matty LOC Evans said, "Would you ever return to Leighton Orient if the offer was right and the time was right?" Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, you did. Look, 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 you know, I think you know. I'm not one of those that think that the game, the game owes me a living. It owes me a living, a top living, or whatever. I enjoy I enjoy my work. It's a passion. I enjoy what I do. I work exceptionally hard. There might well be other better managers than me out there, uh, the high league or even a lower league. But in terms of work ethic, there will be very few that will will put in the amount of work or time that I will put into the job to try and make it work to my make a group of players successful for the club and. And would I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would always, I would always uh, uh, to, um, 
any given stage um, consider consider a, a return to Lake Norrin because it was such a good place for me. It doesn't mean that it would be a good place a second time around, but what you do know is I will be doing everything in my power to make it a success. Cool. At LOFC Chaz says, what was your biggest highlight? If you could single one point out, what would, you, what would be your biggest highlight? Um, okay. I would say the playoff second leg at home. But also, you know, along with that, the Peterborough away game. In terms of a league game, the Peterborough 3-1 away, I thought were outstanding. Most complete performance, I think, I've seen. Most yeah. complete performance, yeah. Yeah. Um, but of course, the, the playoff at home against Peterborough again, obviously, was fantastic. Was fantastic. I tell you, I tell you another one that will stick in my memory, and you're going to say, hey, "You're crazy, you're crazy." Um, the year we didn't quite make it. Um, we'd, have, we'd have the we'd have the cup run. We're out on our legs a little bit. The games have been coming thick and fast. We were playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, and we had late Orient at home, and we got beat. We no. got beat. We are late in order. Comfortably. The fans, will, it will always stick in my mind because the, the, they were singing my name. They were sta- standing up for the Orient. We were getting beat 5-1. And I just thought they were magnificent. They understood that it had been such a long, it had been a good journey, a long journey. Um, the game came a bit too quick for us. I think we paid up something like Hartlepool in the week or, or something like that. No, no it wasn't Hartlepool. We went Preston after that, and, and the games were coming thick and fast. We were playing catch up because we'd been in the cup, and it just caught up with us a little bit. It just caught up with us a bit, and I think there was an appreciation of that. And, and, and I've never known, I've never known a team to be cheered and a manager to be cheered um, when the team's getting stuck four, five, one, and uh, that will always stick in my memory. Wow. And that's something that not everybody will remember. So that's nice that you that's hold that right. it for, in that regard for that reason. Coxie said to us last time that um, you know for the fans to clap us off, get clap the players off against Swindon, having just been relegated, you know, it says a lot about the fans as well. So whilst they can be quite quick to get on on your back if you're not doing so well, they can also you know the sensible ones are yeah. are there to support you even when it's not so good. So that's good. Yeah, no, correct. Uh, unexpected item zero says, what do you miss about Orient? And what don't you miss about Orion? Um, I, I, look, I, I, used, I used to love every. I go in every morning. We we get to the training ground about um, eight o'clock, just after. Um, I just just used to love going in, um, and it didn't didn't matter. It didn't matter what time we finished, whether it was you know five o'clock, nine o'clock at night, or whatever. It was just it's just a great place to go in. Um, the banter with, with, with the staff and, and the players—it was just—it's um, just, it's just a really, really good place to be. There were very, very few dark days um, uh, where you think, oh, you know, you, you know, you're going to work in the morning, which is, you, you, you two's probably done in the past. But geez, I don't want to get up and go to go to yeah. go to work tomorrow. I just could do without it. Never, never felt like that. For me in uh, four and a half years. Wow, not many, not many people can say that. I don't so. think anyone can say yeah. that. Yeah, well, one person can. <laughs> at Len M4 <laughs> and at Val Orient asked the same question. Said, "What was your biggest regret as manager of Orient?" Yeah, not 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 completing what I'd set out to do. 
Right. Um, and then that was to t- take to take Leighton Orient to the to the championship. I set out to do that. I said I said that when when I signed the last contract with Barry, that that was that was it. That was what I set out to do. So so it was tar- it, it was it was a complete target. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't luck or, or anything. I targeted it with. I, th- I thought we were you know as close as we were ever going to be to. To, to achieving it with the group of players that we had and you know well we couldn't have come any closer really oh absolutely absolutely uh, at David 12 Lloyd says what advice would you give young coaches who are starting their career um, to, 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 to watch games to, to try to get into um, a football club um, start wherever that's starting Wherever that's starting, it doesn't have to be a professional club. It can be a, a well-run non-league club, um, and, and, and to get hands-on experience as soon as you possibly can. I think that's I think that's major. I think that's majorly important. Yeah. If somebody ask if you can even if you can even go and, and, and um, shadow somebody, I think that's really important. I think I think that should be in the game itself. I think managers now, lots and lots of coaches about. I think. Part of the coaching courses now should, should be, and, and 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 we as managers should should, should accept that um, a certain coach might be coming in for a couple of weeks to just shadow the manager around or shadow the first team coach around to get an understanding of a football club or a different a d- different angle on a football club. Having visited one or two others, I think that's so so important. Wicked. At Gould Howard asks, "What did Deirdre say to Paul Lintz to get him to throw that cup of tea?" <laughs> I've forgotten about that. So it's a bloody good question, Howard. <laughs> I don't know. I think you might have accused Lintzy of making his donut. Oh dear. No, he just lost it a bit. He did apologise, you know. He did apologise. In all fairness, he sent a letter. He did apologise. He just, he just left it. I just think, I just think, Dino ended up being a bit of an innocent bystander in, in the end. Yeah. Cool. He's a great bloke, Kevin. He's a great bloke, Kevin Dino, and a good goalkeeper coach, by the way. Made no mistake about that. We spoke, we spoke to Charlie Granger actually, and he he said that Kevin Dearden was was absolutely yeah, fantastic. Absolutely. And he and he, when he left, he went to join John Steele over at Luton. He was a bit gutted about that, I think. So it, it says yeah. a lot about yeah. him. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you wrote Orient says Coxie says you gave some great speeches. Has that always come naturally to you, or is that something you've had to work on? Um, just it's come, it's come natural enough. That's, that's not that's not a problem. It's it's just I've given I've, as as time's gone on, I've given it um, more emphasis. Uh, I've, I've given it more thought, more time. Um, try, related the talks to to keywords that maybe the group will understand that, that we've used, or whether that's motivational or tactical during the week up until the game. Um, I think that's key. Um, because I think that can that can trigger them and uh, and help. So yeah, yeah. No, so I will pride myself on that on on that ten minutes once we've done all the tactical stuff and um, to give that motivational talk as well. Yeah, it's important. Yeah, yeah. Um, who were your best and worst signings during your time here? 
not waiting on the goal. Somebody, somebody's going to put Aaron Brown in there, aren't they? For sure. <laughs> I was thinking. I was. <laughs> hey, all I'm saying to that, Aaron Brown went to um, Preston after he after after Leighton Orient. I was thinking Calvin Andrew myself, but he was yeah, poor for us. He, he, he was six foot whatever he was. He couldn't jump more than an inch higher than what his actual height was, from what I can remember. He won nothing in the air. He, but did, he did all right last season, though, didn't he? He did do all right. He's doing all right now. But um, Yeah, no, he's doing all right now. He's doing better now, yeah. yeah. Uh, SMCC8421 says, Who was better, in your opinion, Vince Lowe or Dawson? And did you ever try and re-sign Dawson after he left Barnsley? Oh, there, there was there was an interest in bringing Steve back at one stage. There was, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah li- listen, both both very good players, both courageous, um, both warriors. Um, Roman Roman was stronger in the air than than, than what Dorse was. The Dorse was Dorse was very good carrying the ball forward, and, and, and sometimes you could be under pressure. And Dorse was very good, wasn't he? Driving you forward with the ball, he'd get you up the field and and um, and, and, and nick the odd goal as well. To be fair, but, but so could Roman from a header. Yeah. So they're both very similar, very similar. Both 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 warriors, both leader types um, on, on on the pitch, and um, just just excellent players. Both of them excellent players to have around. Cool. Um, another Twitter question has come from uh, at David TH six four three oh one double eight nine. He says, and this is not meant with any disrespect whatsoever. He says, do you feel that not being a big name or ex international has hampered you from getting bigger jobs? Um, uh, who, who knows, really? Um, I don't. I don't think it's affected me unduly. I mean, I think. I think opportunities probably come to those that have played, say, that like your Bobby Charlton's in the past that have played international football. Probably get their opportunities quicker. Okay. But I'm not. I'm not disappointed that I've had to prepare myself for management because that's what you have to do. Yeah. How much preparation have you done to become a manager? Well, you know, I served 11 years at Notts County working at every single level at the football club, learning about the football club, got myself a degree. So in terms of planning, strategy and, 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 and such like, so I'm an organised character, um, attention to detail, all those sorts of things, a, a, a good preparation for, for any management-based job. So, um, you know, as it, as, as it stopped me, get, get in, get in top, top, Jobs, who knows, who knows, but, Mm. you know, um, it's not stopped me managing 730-odd games, has it? So, um, you know, I'm I'm, I'm pleased that I've been able to do that because you don't do that amount of games in in this game if you're a mug. No, absolutely, and I guess just being an ex-player doesn't necessarily a good ex-player doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be a good manager either, um, as you say. Well, you, preparation. You got, you got a, you, was was Arsene Wenger a great manager? Was Mourinho a great manager? And look, I'm not mentioning those two to compare myself because I, I can't be compared with them. But um, what, what I'm saying is, some of the very, very good managers of of um, the majority of them, I think you'll find, have okay. a very, very modest. Um, football careers. Yeah, I agree. That's what I say to, to people when I have conversations of that nature. Um, at Bradley Ackers95 asks, if you could go back to the playoff final, 
would you have changed anything when we were 2-0 up? No, not really. I've, I've gone, look, you can imagine I've gone over that many times and, mm. and, and I've, I've asked myself, could I have done this? Could I have done that? Um, should I have changed there? Um, yeah, of course, you, you, you can look at it retrospectively and, and, and say, well, maybe that would have helped. But who knows? Um, who knows? It could, it, it, could, it, it could have even worsened it. Maybe, maybe we'd have not gone to extra time. You don't know, do you? Absolutely. Um, I did what I felt was... I, I, I had to do what I felt was, what I felt was right. Um, Coxie had to come off, as I said, that was unfortunate. Um, that was something that I didn't, I, I wasn't expecting, because um, I needed the, you need the little man on the pitch, um, but um, unfortunately he had to come off. I think, I think that was one of the bigger decisions that had to be made on the day, um, which which I didn't think was particularly helpful really. Sure, absolutely. Uh, and, and, and the other, and, and the other thing was, in, in terms of where Sean Bat was physically, <clears throat> physically, um, in many ways, in many ways, it's going to sound strange. He came on too early because mm-hmm. yeah, he was another impact tired, player. They weren't tired enough. Were I think, yeah, I think, I think the, the the impact of maybe coming on, maybe coming on. Later, but again, I was forced into the move. Later, in my, with his, we know where he was physically at that time because he'd had his injuries, as you know, and how much football he could give us at the right intensity. Um, if he'd have come on in the extra time, which I think he's checked the minutes he came on, but he came, he came on earlier than what we what we expected in in, in many ways. Um, I think he'd, if it had, if it had come on late on, because I thought they were out on the feet, but we didn't quite have that explosive um, Sean Bat that we that we needed because it had done it done the minutes. I know that seems strange, but we knew how much he, he could do yeah. um, to get the best out of him. That's a, that's a good point, actually. That's a really good point. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, at John Macker 1977 says, "How hard was it to walk away from the Orient job?" P.S. You will always be an Orient legend. Oh, it was really, really difficult. It wasn't, wasn't. Even though the the club was going through massive change, when I think when you've been at a football club four and a half years, you can't help but feel that you know a massive, a massive part of it, and and um, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. You're always going to ask. Um, Ask yourself questions. Am I, are you making the right decision? Is the timing right? Um, and I thought the timing was right. Um, as, as much as it saddened me, I just thought the timing was right. With Barry, you know, Barry had gone, um, and the club was changing and probably going in um, a different different direction. Um, and I probably thought it was probably right for me to go in a different direction also yeah okay um next question we had that came in um well quite a few people um asked this question but at um buchan jp said were there any players that you wanted to sign in 2013-2014 season who you feel would have got us promotion and did barry refuse to sanction 
any of those requests, which sort of ties into at Boggs Dollocks one as well, who said, you know, a similar question okay. about improving the yeah. the team in the January transfer window. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, the, the, the thing is, the, the, the budget, the budget was the the budget. We knew where we were with the, with the budget, and with the fair play and everything. Now you can't, you can't, you, you can't go and and, and just spend an, a, another four four or five thousand a week on on on, on two or three players. You, can, you you just can't, you just can't do that. So. We did what we possibly. As I said to you, the best way of describing it is we maximised everything on and off the pitch with what we had. We, 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 the fans, myself, Barry, we got value for money out of the out of the players that were on that pitch sure week in and week out. We couldn't have got any more value, and we were up to the limit with where we we could possibly go. On, on, on the budget with the income that was coming into the club, so I have no, I have no kind of like um, bad feeling as to where, where we were with that. It is what it is, and it always was that when I was at Leighton or I always knew where we were, and, and, and I think uh, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think it's, it's, it's nice to know where you are and how far you can go, and it's no good, it's no good complaining about it. Oh, I wish I could have had another. Um, five thousand a week. It's, it's, it's not like that. It's not like that. Cool. Yeah. And then I guess the biggest question and a really serious one here is from Dermot Layton says, "Did you prefer the grub in the Royal Cafe or the Layton Technical?" Oh, technical. <laughs> <laughs> hey, both. Hey, it depended. It depended what time of day it was. <laughs> but they were both. They were both good meeting places. Very good. Yeah. Very good. One probably the, the, the Royal Cap would probably carry the, the the gold badge for the breakfast. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But if you want something a little bit more sophisticated, <laughs> I suppose if you want it for want of a better but, way. But you're the in technical. The technical. Yeah. At Harlow Orient asked a couple of questions. He says, if if Barry Hearn would have stayed in charge, do you think that you would have left when you did? I suppose no, that that's probably a, a bit of a question in a sense of well, you you left because of obviously circumstances with different people, um, but then looking back, is there one thing from the thirteen fourteen season that you would have done differently? Um, there was, there's very little that I would have done differently in in, in that season. Because um, you planned. With, with back, yeah, yeah, with Barry, with <coughs> with Barry. Barry's still there, but maybe maybe um, there wouldn't have been the um, opportunity to, to to go to a club like Cardiff City. That might it might not might not have been on the agenda. So who knows? But so again, it's a it's a, it's a crystal ball, really. Um, but um, it would, for sure, um, it would have been um, it would have been uh, ten times more difficult a decision. Yeah, if Barry was in charge. Yeah. Yeah. So a, f- a few questions that came in around the sort of signings at the start of of, of last season, which we've already covered. Um, now, at Wilman Day asks, did you genuinely believe that you you were sort of likely to be sacked at the Notts County game um, last se- last year? It, was that actually a genuine thought in your head? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We, we, without we, without doubt, without 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 doubt. Mm. Um, yeah, we, we were all well aware of that. Um, the owner had come to the game as well, 
So I mean, there was, I had to go. I went up and spoke to the owner and um, and and his people straight after the game. Right. So I remember you you went to that, didn't you, Paul? And we yeah. we kind of recorded some of the snippets of the crowd at the full time whistle, and they were all singing kind of your name, and you went over and that was real kind of. Yeah. No. No. The the, 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 fan, the fans were magnificent. We had a good we had a good turnout that night, and we got the draw. We probably deserved a bit more than the draw, to be fair, but. Um, it was, no, no, no it, it, it was good to see. I mean, we'd, we'd only, we'd only um, played um, seven games by that stage, and uh, I shouldn't have been under pressure, and, and, and nor should have my team at that stage of the season, that's for sure. Okay. Uh, at Craig Rodhouse asked, if you could start, if you could go back to the 14 15 season again, would you do anything differently? If if you could go back and and change things, would would you do anything differently? Um, yeah, there's a there's a there's a there's a there's a couple of signings that um, we should we we ought to have made. That yeah, you, that you should have made. Yeah, that we should have made. We ought to have made. Okay. I should, you know, we should, have, we should have stuck by those decisions. It's a collective thing, but I think I mentioned it earlier. Sam Klukas was yeah. one of them, uh, as an example. Yeah. yeah, it was targeted, but watched, and everything. We should have, we should have done that piece of business. There was a lot of rumours about us actually being in for him, but um, yeah, there was, there? Yeah. obviously there was some founding to it. But he's gone on. He's in the championship now. Yes, he's doing well. Yeah, he's doing very well. Uh, and Ramsden asked, "What are there any other players you fancied to go in for when you was at Cardiff?" Um, I, 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 I just I, I just didn't think on the, on it was it was appropriate yeah. to be honest. Absolutely, absolutely. I did. I, you know, I, 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 one I wouldn't have wanted to um, to have done that to to have um, take, taken two or three of, uh, of the players and, and, and put it in a situation. I, I wouldn't have wanted to do that. Um, at any stage, really, I was I was hoping that you know, may, 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 to be honest, hoping that maybe the the group could galvanise its regalvanise itself and, and and push on again, and uh, you know, uh, I was hoping Nuge would be given a a, a longer stint as well at um, at uh, having a go at uh, the First manager, yeah. the yeah. manager's job, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, at E4 Wizzo. Since having spent the whole season managing in the champion championship now, who of the squad of Orion would have been good enough for the championship at your time at Orion? Um, Obviously, Rev joined you. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me let me let me say this. It would have been tough. Okay, but I think that I, I think I think that team. It would have been all about survival. Yeah. It would have been about. Being in the playoffs to try and get into the Premier League, you need to be realistic, needs to be yeah, yeah. realistic. But do I think we'd have, do I think we'd have stayed up with one or, one or two um, astute signings? Yeah, yeah, I do yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think yeah, I think I think, I think it would have definitely because um, why do I say that? What am I basing that on? Well, well, there, there, there wasn't. Obviously, Wolves went on and improved, and then they brought players again in the Championship and improved again, and, and, and so did Brentford. But um, 
it wasn't like we were a million miles away from them and those two teams had fantastic seasons yeah. Wolves just finished outside the playoffs and went for nicked the playoff slot yeah. so um, you know it, that, that just goes to show I think how strong um, it was at the top in, in, in League One and then the following season of course you get you, you get the likes of Preston go up that were in the playoffs anyway don't you yeah. so it just shows how strong I think League One was that particular that particular season. At, but I think we'd have survived, yeah. Okay. At Simon Zero A Edward asks, how much say did you have in the transfer of Revel to Rotherham, and any regrets about moving him on? Revel <laughs> um, was at the stage where he wanted to move, um, and sometimes. That, that doesn't that look that doesn't necessarily mean okay a player comes knocks on your door um, uh, listen Gaffer I think it's time I moved on okay son you can go I mean it, 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 it doesn't work like that I know that but he was probably Reds was looking for um, the next stage in his career which he thought might you know help him um, move for, move forward again he'd had a good season for us hadn't he the season before he I think his record number of goals for us um, 17 18 goals whatever he got for us I can't quite remember but um, I think he thought it was time for him to go as well so 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 we had a look at that and and um, we, we, we managed to get we managed to get a fee for him as well um, and and it was all very Amicable, uh, and, and probably sometimes again, the timing was the timing was was, was right for was right for him. It meant that we would have to replace him, of course. But um, clearly, we did in the end because we made you know with the likes of Kevin Lisby and uh, and Moons eventually came to the football club. Um, that's what it is, isn't it? That's how football yeah. is. You um, you move on and move on and upwards. At Sasha underscore Orient, who is really called Sasha Owen, says, "Do you miss being my neighbour?" <laughs> yeah, they, they, they've been down to uh, they've been down to Cardiff. And they've, they've seen a game, stayed over down here. Yeah, yeah, of, of course they were they, they were they were great neighbours. Um, <laughs> I, I had uh, to message him. Tony, Tony, Sasha's father was a great cook. Great cook. <laughs> Yeah, we we did check and verify that she was yeah, actually yes, your neighbour. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, we didn't, was, we didn't yes. check the electoral register or anything <laughs> like that, but we did ask her um, if that if that is true. Um, yeah, that's Tony's daughter, my friend in Scarborough, their neighbour. <laughs> Brilliant. What uh, at Mike Brown Music asks? What's the story behind always wearing a cap? And would you consider a Larry Bobble hat this winter season? <laughs> Bobble not hat. just a normal a bobble hat it's got to be a Larry bobble hat <laughs> <laughs> maybe Matt could send one oh, in the post care of Cardiff City Football <laughs> Club for you I'd, pro- I'd probably hey, if I was at late morning I'd probably do that for a bit of charity mm-hmm. a Larry one yeah. I'd probably do that brilliant I, I tell you what well, when the winter comes I, I need that cap on to keep the head warm that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's for sure at Jay Lillington 21 says have you ever ridden the North Bay Miniature Railway in Scarborough or have you had battered haggis and chips in Whitby? Oh yeah, yeah, of course I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done, I've done, um, done both. <laughs> <laughs> probably done both in the, probably done both in the same 
same day. <laughs> yeah, the military, yeah, the military terrain. Yeah, of course I have. Yeah, that was only um, literally a minute from where we lived. It's brilliant. The military terrain is. There you go. Yeah. See, L- lots of local knowledge from people down here. And the um, fish and the fish. Yeah, 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 yeah. You guys have got to get up there because the fish absolutely. is different class. Cool. Um, at Caroline Thirteen B says, when you left, did you keep one of your trademark Orient caps as a souvenir of your time at the club? And she goes on to say, still miss you, Russ. Really? Okay. No, I did. I hung, my, my office door. I hung my cap on my office door when I left. Okay. So the next morning, everybody. <laughs> that was the end, really. The cap was left on the door. Yeah. I didn't even take it with me. It's like turning off the lights before you go out. It was, it was on the door handle. It was on the door handle. Yeah. yeah. Switch the lights off. It's on the door handle. Um, at Stand Twenty Three, Martin says, "What's your favourite matches Orient coach?" But I guess you've probably already questioned we've that. We've already yeah. covered that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. At E Four Wizzo again asks, "Are there any decent <laughs> prospects at Cardiff who might benefit from a loan spell at Orient? And if so, any chance of ringing Nuge?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, I speak. I speak to Nuge most weeks. Um, um, not only was 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 he a wonderful assistant, um, we got on. Well, as people, and will always be a friend, Nuge. Um, and he, kn- he knows if you need any advice on anything, that um, he only has to he only has to uh, pick, pick up the phone. Um, and, and the same for Endo, which he has. He has, and I, I sent him through a few names only uh, only a week ago. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm only a phone call away. Um, I would always do what I could um, to to help Blake Norrins. Lovely. Um, with players or any other situation, not not an issue, not a problem. We look forward to welcoming any Cardiff prospects that, that you want <laughs> that you want playing football. All being well, um, at MX Quick asks uh, or says, "Thanks for the good times, but in a movie of your life, who would you want to play you?" In the movie of my life, yes. We we have we have genuine football questions and we have random ones as well and we've just mixed them all <laughs> that's up. Really, that's really left side. Who would I want to play me? Uh, I don't know really. I don't know. Um, Clint Eastwood. There you go. <laughs> Clint Eastwood. I was thinking Bruce Willis, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, you would look alike. You would do. Yeah. A <laughs> um, couple of questions uh, from oh, the same question from a couple of different people. Their Twitter handles are at Bill Badger nineteen seventy six and at Half Pint Gent, and they ask, "Do you really care that you've got no hair?" No, 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 no. I, I, I've passed that stage many, <laughs> many years ago. Cool. Many years ago. And then it's, t- it's, it's frustrating when it first falls out you know there's no <laughs> doubt about that but then after that you just you, 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 it's, it's, it's not an issue you just got to up and get over it and make room thin at some point we can't hold on to it forever and uh, we're going no. through that stage doesn't go on a busy road yeah exactly and at Pill Oriental says though we don't care he had no hair does he look back on his time when he had hair with fondness with <laughs> fondness yes <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it's that long ago since I had it I can't remember I was, I was probably about two and a half <laughs> um, we, again we've got loads of questions but again as we say some of them are, 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 are duplicate but someone on the forum called Lester did ask why did you put Mooney on the wing Mooney on the wing 
Oh, was... he did it early. He did it a few times, didn't he? Yeah. In a, in a four, in a four-five-one. Four-five-one. That's it. Yeah, because he's intelligent. He's he's bright. Um, he, he, he can do that. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of teams that will play. You know, um, a striker in a wide area. It's just it's just not probably done quite so much. You know, in in, in League One and and League Two, but you do. I look. I look at a lot of games now in in, in France as well, and we, we we look at we look at the strikers, and they have mainly they play with one down the middle and two two wide strikers, or or wide or really wide, and you think and you look at them, you look at them to see whether you think you can maybe convert them as well to just play that central role. There was one the boy that went has gone to um, Bristol City that we're interested in uh, called. Um, Called uh, Codger, who's done very well for Bristol City. We were, we we we, we showed, showed a bit of interest in that one, but I mean, he was a he, he was a wide one. He was just a wide one that you know got converted to um, a centre forward. I know, I know, I'm going off the going off the thing now, but I think you know if if Nunes could play in a three, in, a, in a, probably not quite so much in a four, but he'd do a job for you in a four. It's necessary, and, and, and sometimes it was it was necessary, whether it was you know tactical or, or, or because we had um, injuries or whatever. Nunes would would find himself out there, and he would do the job to the best of his ability. Cool. Um, but we know, we all know his best position. His best position is arguably playing that number ten role. Yeah, that's yeah. where that's where we got the most out of him, isn't it? Out of him, yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. Next question comes in from um, Mondeo Man on the forum. He says, hello, Russ. Had we been promoted in 2014, I was planning on getting a tattoo on my arm of you raising your cap. Weirdly, I still want to get that tattoo done. <laughs> if I do, would you like a photo of it or would you prefer not to know? And that's from Joel Griggs, 47 years old. Oh, no, 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 no. Send it me. Send it me. Send me the photo. <laughs> Fine, we'll get that. If he does it, and we'll yeah. send that on for you. If he you. does it, I want to see it. Cool. <laughs> we will yeah. make that happen. Um, next, we've got Grumpy Old Fan. Um, yeah, no, I think we've already answered yeah. that question, so we're just going to move on. Um, yeah, more about Rotherham and, and, and the game at... Um, As one from Loyal Supporter... It says, you are a legend to everyone now at Leighton Orient Football Club. And how does that feel? Oh, no, no. Listen, listen I'm, I'm humbled by people that, that think that. And um, all I will say is I just worked exceptionally hard to, to, to try and achieve what I set out to do. And, and, and really, I didn't quite pull it off. It's a very fine line, we all know. But... Um, uh, to be described as that is, 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 is humbling, really, and, and uh, it's appreciated um, that, that, that you know people think that highly of me, and and obviously you know as I say, it would be nice, be nice at some stage, or also to, to, to just go back and shake a few people's hands and say hello and, 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 and thank you um, for, for the support and, uh, and the time and, and, and that people gave me whilst I was at Lake Norian. Yeah, I'm sure if you ever did come back, the supporters club will have a pint waiting for you. Oh, no, no, no doubt about that. Um, 
A few questions from Smiley Culture that have come in uh, that we've already ans- uh, asked and they've been answered, but just wanted to thank you for what was largely a wonderful time to support Leighton Orient, so thank you very much for that. Uh, Proposition Joe no says, problem. is it true Dean Cox used to cook your tea, and if so, what was your favourite? <laughs> used to pick my what? Cook your tea. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Thought I had a, I had a soft spot for him. Yeah. Um, we, 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 we probably, we probably you do, you know. If uh, if you're a, if you're a man manager, you you, you know, it's it, it's it's clear that obviously you know life's about people and and dealing with people. And um, you know, I've been with Coxie a long time. If you include the time at Brighton as well, so. Philip Fry asked, what was your favourite cup victory with Orient? Was it Norwich, Swansea, Villa? Um, Norwich, I said earlier, didn't I? I touched on it. Norwich, not Norwich I thought was a really uh, good result for us. And another classic goal by G- Jimmy Smith on the on the day, wasn't it? Because he had a great season that season. I think he scored nine or ten that season, Jimmy, didn't he? Um, just gliding in, you know, with, with some great headers. Um, so, no, no, he's... Um, yeah, he did great that season for Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, definitely knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kitchen's moustache is the username of the next person. Says massive thanks to Russ for some great memories and good luck at Cardiff. He remembers you walking the length of the pitch to thank the O's fans last season at Plymouth away in the League Cup. A real charismatic manager. His question, um, two questions actually. Was Dean Cox your best ever signing? And can I can we ask you if you'd like a ten foot by three foot approximate banner of you in a classic cat <laughs> profile in, with the words "Enslaved We Trust"? As he'd be quite happy to post it to you. I don't know if that's a genuine <laughs> offer. If he's actually genuinely got that banner, but if you do yeah. want it, we can find out and get it sent to you. If you do, yeah, want well, it. if it can be done, yeah, and I'll, I'll, I will put, I will put that up. With, I will put that up with pride. There's no doubt about that. Awesome. Okay, no, I remember. Okay. I remember that. I just thought it was such a long way, obviously, for our fans to have come that night. It was a long night anyway. Yeah, um, we managed it. We, we managed to get through, didn't we? In in, in the end, um, and yeah, it just those people that had made the journey and spent the money and given up the time. I think it was important that I went over. It felt part of part of that as well, you know. Yeah, yeah. Was but, that, yeah. No. What was? Do you think Coxie was your best signing? Um, Coxie would, would be right up there with one of the best signings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I, I think that, that that would be um, unfair on some of the others because um, I think there were some good signings, as you know. We, we, we didn't pay too much money. <laughs> we didn't pay too much money for for, for, for any and, and the, the likes of Scott Cuthbert, Matt Baldry, Clarkey, Lisby, Mooney, um, Lloyd James have all, have all turned out to be, you know. Um, Good servants to the football club. No, 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 no regrets signing the majority of players that um, that, that uh, played for me. There. Um, next question from Milano: How much does Russ believe that Barry Hearn's inf- uh, influence helped in the successful periods? Oh, massive, massive. He's, he's my t- he's my type of person. He's a people's man, isn't he? 
Yeah. Um, he deals with people um, and talks to people. And and when you finished a little phone call with Barry, always you always felt that who, who motivates the motivator, and he, he understood that. You know, he knows that manager's place or a leader of a company can be a lonely place at times. He, he, under, he understands that, and um, he, he was fantastic um, at, at bringing me up and and, and um, talking. And you, you always you always felt the energy with Barry when you've been in his company or or had a telephone conversation with him, and that was rejuvenated. You always made you feel better when you come off the phone with Barry. Cool. He was, he was, he was great. He was great like that. And I thought, okay, you know, made you feel ready. Always made you feel ready to go again. So I had, a, I had, a, I had a great respect for him um, as, uh, as, as a man and what, what, what he had achieved. Um, and, 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 and as I say, I, I had a really, really strong relationship with Barry, Matt, and, and, and Steve. And, and, and that's why I mean, I still speak to, still speak to all three of them today. Um, and and that will and long may that continue. I'm sure that will always continue. Cool. When Mr. Bacchetti handed you the, he also asked another. He asked three questions, but but this is the only other question that we 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 well the other one's been asked. Uh, asked when Mr. Bacchetti handed you the chance to get new players in the hope of improving on the previous season. Was this a golden opportunity, a poison chalice, or something in between? It's a blessing and a curse sometimes, probably, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, probably something in between, really. But um, look, it was part of a process again. Um, but, but of course, it's, it's difficult to. Uh, I, I was only part of that process for a couple of months, um, so it's di- difficult to know where that was going to take me, m- me and the team. But uh, as I say. It was a process, and I thought we were going to get better and better. I thought we were getting better. Um, and as I say, do I think we'd have finished top six that season? Probably not, but um, certainly wouldn't have been bottom six. That's 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 for sure. Um, but we'll never know. We'll never know the we'll never know the answer to that because when you change a manager, the dynamics change. Everything changes. Everything changes. Something might be distracted. The strategy may change. The philosophy may change. The dynamics of the group may change. And every everything everything changes. It's a big it's it's a big thing when there's a when there's a change of management. And sometimes, as we all know, it, it can be successful and it can and it and it can work. And and, and on other occasions, it it simply doesn't fit or it doesn't work. Yeah. We had a lot of other well wishes on um, on on Facebook. There's a lot that came in there. A lot of people asking sort of again sort of similar questions. But one question that that Melvin Chambers uh, sent in from Facebook said, "Would you welcome Wayward Orient fans with a cuppa if they landed up in Cardiff any time? Doing good to hear a Cockney accent again or not?" Yeah, yeah, totally. I saw I saw, I saw a couple of guys at Ipswich. Um that came to the Ipswich game not long ago. Um, so I signed some autographs for them outside and was having a little chit-chat with them after the game before we went back on the uh, on, on the coach. So, no, I would, I would always... Um, I, would, I would always have time for a, a, a late Norian fan because they, they always had time for me. 
Cool. That's lovely. And last question then, Russ. So thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, and do you have a, a message for your fans out there listening tonight? Um, yeah, yeah. Listen, I, I, I miss I, I miss all of them, and um, they, they, they were great. They were they were great times, um, and I'm sure those those times will, will will come again. But cherish those times because you, you know they were wonderful. Don't forget them. I won't forget them. Um, but um, I wish them I wish them all the success moving forward as a as a club and as a fan um, because they, they deserve that and they deserve that little bit of success I'd like to see them get back up as, uh, straight back up into League One and then and then you know for for for, for the manager then to to have the opportunity of uh, of pushing again because that's what it should be is that he's 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 trying to regroup and push again for another for another shot at the championship yeah fantastic I want to wait to end so thank you so much Russ for uh, for joining us this evening on the Orient Outlook podcast and thanks for giving up your time uh, to speak to us and giving us and all the other Orient fans um, a great four years which was truly rememberable mem- 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 and uh, we wish you all the best at Cardiff so ladies and gentlemen that was Russell Slade thank you